BDR's Prime Partners podcast delivers insight on services, resources, and business practices that can help your company succeed faster. Listen and learn for ways to take your company forward. Welcome to the Prime Partners podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is using training to enhance dealer growth and loyalty. Joining us today is Candy Cunningham, BDR's Client Relationship Specialist. Candy, welcome to the Prime Partners Podcast. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you. You have been part of our Prime Resources Podcast, and now here you are on the Prime Partners. So I think a good way to start uh, for our listeners would be for you to tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what you do for BDR. All right. So I think 31 years I've been hanging out in the HVAC industry, got in here by accident and uh, found that it was a great place to spend uh, my career. For 25 years, I worked with uh, a distributor in the Midwest and uh, I was fortunate enough to have BDR as my training partner during that time, helping my dealers grow and my territory grow. And so about seven years ago, I joined the BDR team to uh, work with distributors to help them build their training journeys and uh, a path for growth for their dealers. Uh, Along with that, I lead our duct design class, uh, co-teach about 90% of our territory manager training and do a little bit of uh, uh, other training classes as well. Okay. Well, you stay pretty busy at BDR. I know that. And boy, we couldn't be happier that you're part of our team. And I think you're the perfect person for what we're going to talk about today, um, how uh, distributors can use training to enhance dealer growth and loyalty. So I think a good place to start would be to talk about ways to grow distribution business. Um, Are there some primary ways to do that? Yes, there absolutely are. You think about uh, for distribution, we, when we're in distribution, we are reliant on our dealers making a sale and then choosing to purchase it from us. And so we've got to build long-term loyal relationships, but while we're, we're working with these dealers, the, there's really three main ways for, for distribution to grow their business. So first of all, we've got to uh, partner with the right dealers and help those dealers grow their existing business. And uh, growing their existing business doesn't always mean adding more people, but how do they overall increase their revenue and drive profitability? Another uh, way to grow distribution business is um, if you've got some existing dealers that maybe aren't quite as loyal, that we uh, try to pick up more share of wallet from those, those existing dealers, which means if we're only getting a portion of their business, how do we continue to uh drive loyalty and and penetrate more sales with that dealer by getting a larger percentage of their business. And then the the third way, um, which isn't always uh, an easy direction, but adding new dealers. You know, do we have uh, areas that we don't have uh, any sort of dealer representing any of the products that we offer through distribution, Um, but adding new dealers and then uh, figuring out how to get those dealers to be loyal to us as well and increasing share of wallet through that new dealer base. So those would be the uh, the top three ways for distribution to, to increase their sales. 
Wonderful. Yeah, that, I think that's a great introduction to what we're going to talk about today. And uh, I love the the bridge of being a, a training person myself um, here at BDR uh, for many years, been at the company uh, over 20 years, is this training is, is a tool to help achieve these objectives for a distribution business. I think every distributor that might be listening to this, they're like, yep, we, uh, those are exactly the things we're trying to do. Maybe not all of them are thinking training is a way to help us get to those destinations. And so that's what I'm looking forward to our conversation today of uh, putting that out front a little bit more. Yes, training is vital to distributors uh, growing their businesses through their dealers. Um, you know, you think about the average contractor, they were a technician or they were an installer and decided to go into business for themselves and they really don't understand the business side. They can do beautiful installs and fix anything, but trying to operate their business and figure out how to make it grow is, is a huge challenge for uh, the majority of the dealers that are out there. Yeah, and I think that goes right back to what you said uh, initially is that in distribution, we're reliant on dealers making a sale. That's that's how things happen, you know, and so it really is a partnership between a dealer and a distributor. Um, so I think it's a good lead in to kind of the next place I wanted to go and talk about the average dealer. You know, if, if we've talked about the ways to grow our distribution business, now let's talk about that um, that dealer customer. What does the average HVAC dealer look like? Could you give us a quick profile? Yeah, and I think this is a big miss in our industry. We don't really understand the dealer side of it. You know, we don't understand what the dealers are going through. Um, statistically, you know, in a lot of classes that we talk about or instruct in, the average contractor is about $900,000 um, worth of sales every year. And they work day in and day out, multiple hours each day to have about a 2 to 3% net profit at the end of the year. I'd say the average contractor is somewhere between seven and 10 employees. And the owner is wearing every hat they possibly can fit on their head uh, to run that company. You know, they're doing the sales side, they're managing install, uh, they're probably acting as the service manager, they're doing all of the HR. And so that owner is stretched so thin that they are truly the, uh, the holdback of the company. That owner is what's holding that company back from growth because in their mind, um, they're already doing so much. They don't understand how they can get more work done and sell more jobs. And so, you know, they're afraid to grow because that just means more work for that dealer. And so we've got to get these dealers to start thinking about um, relinquishing some of their responsibilities. Can they, can they grow people within their business and start turning them into managers? Can they hire different positions to relieve some of the processes that that owner has to do on a daily basis? But it's generally, yeah, really, I don't think dealers are as big as distribution thinks they are. And I had that same thing when I was in distribution. You know, I thought, man, they're business owners. They got to be selling a ton of, of stuff and they got to be making a ton of money. And that's just not the reality of it. Most of them are struggling financially and uh, they're chasing revenues, sales, and they're not chasing profits. 
And so we've got to get them trained up to understand the difference in uh, sales. Sales isn't what drives the growth of their company, really. It's profits. And so we, we've got to get them to better understand that. I, I like that point about understanding, because I think that's a, a role that, that training can play on in a lot of ways. I think we can... Training can help the de- on the dealer side. They can grow their understanding of how to run a business better and, and take them out of this typical uh, dealer situation that you just ran us through of uh, not enough profits to really run a successful business and certainly not one that can grow and, and buy more equipment and accessories from a distributor. But training can also help on the the distributor's understanding side, and you're you're touching on that a little bit too, of understanding what are the challenges, the problems, and the solutions that dealers need to do that, and and kind of bringing everybody onto the same page and uniting our goals, because the distributor knows, okay, yep, yeah, I need this dealer to grow, I need them to become a more successful business, and then and then. To do that, I need to understand them, and, and training can be in the middle of that. Would, would you agree? Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I believe when I was a territory manager, uh, getting my dealers into training classes was, um, it, I don't want to say it was the magic pill for dealer growth, but it had huge impact on the dealers understanding even just small things they can tweak in their business to make it run smoother and just better understand what's going on and how to drive that profitability. So training was was what really helped me uh, grow my territory as a TM. Yes, and and side note uh, for those for our listeners on Candy's background, uh, top ten territory manager nationally uh, in her career. Uh, so let me ask you this, Candy. You know. In the general population of dealers that a distributor has to work with, how many of them do we need to be moving forward and, you know, quote unquote, growing um, to really impact that distributor's market share? Is there a percentage, uh, you know, of the population or something like that? Yeah. Um, We would love to have 100 percent of them growing to make uh, to make, you know, big impact. The reality of it is when we talk about growth with a dealer, their first thought is I've got to add more people and I can't get them and I need to add more vehicles and I can't afford it. And all of that's going to give them more stress throughout their day. So in a lot of cases, a dealer really steps back from thinking about growth. But for the distribution to move the needle, um, I would say you've got to have a minimum of 60% of your dealers in a growth mode. Uh, anything above that is kind of gravy. You know, it uh, it just really makes them that much more of an impact. But there's uh, so many dealers that are thinking about retirement. So they're not in a growth mode and they're not real sure what they're going to do with their business. And then there's some that just think, you know, I like being this extremely small shop. Not having a lot of people to manage, I'm fine right here, and so I'm not going to grow. And then you've got some that are thinking, I need to grow, I want to grow, I'm not sure how to do it. But the reality is we've got to have at least 60% of our dealers uh, moving forward with their business and growth. And growth um, isn't price increases. 
So a lot of times we think, well, my territory sales increased and the dealer thinks, oh, my territory or my uh, my company's revenue increased. But if you look at the last two years, we've had significant price increases. So if we take those price increases out, we have to look at that as well. So growth isn't a price increase. Yes, it helps increase revenue, but it doesn't mean that it's increased profits at all. Um, so, yeah, we've got to look at real growth, not just price increase growth. Well, and I love what you said about profitability there because, you know, in BDR, we talk about profits are the fuel for growth, you know, because mm -hmm. you got to have money to be able to to buy another truck or or to, you know, add a salesperson, uh, add an install manager, um, make these structural moves that will actually, back to one of your early points about the typical dealer, you know, that will get them out of that two to three percent net profit and start building a real business that can impact a distributor's business, you know? Yes. Um, and, and, you know, we're it, what we're talking about here today specifically is training and how training can be a tool for that. But before we get into to training a little bit further, um, well, the, I wanted to ask you, um, this so you mentioned uh, sixty percent roughly of a of a population of dealers. That's how much. Uh, that's how many dealers need to be kind of growing for to move the needle for a distributor. Um, you know we're we're going to talk about how training can be part of that initiative. You know to make that happen and to it's a great way to get a, a message out to a large number of dealers. You know. Um, are there some other ways, you know, just to be uh, um, make sure we're 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 covering everything uh, that to do that to get to that many um, dealers? Um, are there other ways to get sixty percent of our dealers moving forward with growth other than uh, training? Yeah. Um, well, training is huge. Uh, getting them to um, Manage leads is another thing that they can continue to do. Um, and as a territory manager, I think, you know, getting that relationship and uh, building trust and loyalty is going to be huge because without trust and loyalty, some of these dealers aren't going to trust you enough to even get into training, which is going to help them. Um, so I would say that's another uh, key concept here is making sure that you've got trust and loyalty with your dealers and um, open lines of communication and not just the owners, but also their team members. So we've got to have um, great relationship and loyalty with the team members as well, because a team member, service technician or an installer can derail everything that you're working on with that owner to, uh, to drive their business forward because the owners are so dependent and worried that they're going to lose an installer or a technician. And then that installer and technician can really take things. If they don't like what's going on, they can hold that owner back from making uh, abrupt changes in their business with products or um, upsell or accessories or any of those kinds of items, or even switching the product line um, to, to become one of your, your new dealers. So yeah. I think I may have gotten a little off track on that one, Matt. <laughs> no, and it was, it was a little bit of, I'll, I don't usually do trick questions here, but it's a little bit of a trick question because oh. I, I think it's 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 hard, 
you know, training is a way to get to a lot of people because you could have 35 contractors in a room and be educating them on how to better run their business. Otherwise, it's kind of what you said. It's down to the the territory manager or the outside salesperson having a great relationship with with one contractor and their particular business and, and doing all the heavy lifting that that involves to to start you know helping that dealer succeed at a at a better rate um which is challenging but it is foundational and i loved your point about that that that's you got to start with that if you don't have a great relationship you can't even get them into training to hear the message and to to learn the strategies to take them forward so um training is an important tool but really uh the starting point is great relationships uh with your contractors Yes, because the TM or account manager, uh, business development manager, whatever title they're going by, they honestly have to drive implementation for that dealer after they leave training because the majority of the dealers, they they came into the training, they got great ideas and great plans that they want to go implement, but the phone rings. The minute they get back to the office, they get sidetracked and that training book sits on the corner of their desk, their implementation plans sit there. So in a lot of cases, it takes that uh, that sales representative from the distributor's office to help drive that implementation with the dealer afterwards. And if you don't have um, a great relationship, trust and loyalty, then the dealer is not going to share critical information that the TM needs to help them drive implementation. Um, and so it's it, yeah, it's just kind of a, a losing situation. Yeah, no, I think those are, are great points. and. Um, now, my hope would be that a lot of those uh, sales representatives look at themselves like a coach for their their dealers mm-hmm. that they work with, you know, and to, to help them reach higher levels of performance. That's what a coach does. Um, you mentioned in their um, loyalty. So let's talk about that and kind of bring it back to kind of a distributor's perspective from sales and market share. Uh, how does the a dealer loyalty fit in and maybe you can first define what loyalty might mean in this context and then the impact of it to a distributor's sales and market share. When I think of loyalty, I think that at any opportunity that a dealer has for a sale, they always want to come to me and my distributor's office um, for anything, even if it's something that they're not sure that we handle. I want them to think of me. I also want them on the loyalty side to think of me as their territory manager for the challenges, the uh, struggles that they're having. It could be employee issues. It could be, um, you know, how do they, their accountants trying to talk them into spending some money on this and this so they can lower their tax burden. I want them to think of me to come to, to talk about some of these things um, and, and uh, lean on me. Um, and be loyal to me with uh, with everything, including, you know, their thoughts, their changes in their business, just that as if I'm a business partner in the, within that company, helping them make decisions. Now, that could be a little extreme for some cases, but that was my expectation in my territory was, um, and loyalty is a two-way street. I want to be as loyal to them as I can be. Um, I know we've got to set up new new dealers in some cases, but I'm going to be as, you know, as, as loyal 
as I can be to them with uh, taking into consideration all the things they've got going on even before adding new dealers. But if you've got a dealer that sells you out for a couple hundred bucks all the time, that's not a loyal dealer because it's more about um, the financial side than the uh, relationship. And dealers don't get rich by buying cheaper. They get rich by, by business practices, which if they get to training is going to make a difference. And if they stay loyal to a distributor, that distributor can uh, really make an impact for that company. Nice. And so, yeah, there's a lot of great things you said in there. I, I really like the point about loyalty and relationships. It, it, it's, it becomes, it takes you out of the price game. Uh, mm -hmm. It can, and because it becomes based on your relationship with that person, not whatever that price is for that particular piece of equipment. And I also loved what you said about you want, you wanted your dealers to lean on you as a business partner. And I know, you know, working with you here at BDR, you still have dealers that uh, call you seven years later, <laughs> um, you know, when it's been quite a while since they were connected to you in, in the distribution world. So uh, that speaks a lot about you. But I mean, they were truly partners with you at that yes. point. Kind of the epitome of loyalty right there, isn't it, Matt? Seven years later, there's and uh, yeah. They're not, they're not buying anything from me, but they're still calling, looking for advice and, uh, yeah, things well, that, to help them with their business. And that'll be me when you retire from BDR. I'll still be calling you <laughs> for <laughs> help and guidance. Um, so so now let's, let's come back to training a little bit. You know, we've talked about loyalty and kind of how um, distributors need a, a good portion of their dealer population moving forward. How can training play a role in this, in dealer growth and, and impacting that loyalty point as well? So distributors that provide um, training and a territory manager that gets it, understands what the training can do for their own territory as well, um, it, it's necessary because it, training for a territory manager is almost like selling another SKU. It's something that we've got to talk about, but in a lot of cases, we don't think about training um, as, as a tool to increase our sales. So we've got to figure out as a TM why it's so important to get dealers to training. And as you start getting these dealers into training and making um, adjustments to their business and their profitability increases and their livelihood is better and they kind of get off that treadmill, that definitely creates a loyalty. When, when I um, had to go talk to my dealers about leaving, that, that was part of my family. My dealer, that's a family for me. And when I had to go tell that, those family members that I was leaving to come to BDR, one common comment that kept being made was, you're the only person that comes in here to try to help me with my business, yet you never try to sell me anything. I had 90 to 100% loyalty from my dealers. It didn't start that way. I had to purge uh, second brands out of my dealers like crazy when I picked them up in the beginning. But bringing them to training and helping them um, live that dream that they set out for when they got into business really, really created that loyalty. And as they start making adjustments in their business and sales grow, but most importantly, profitability grows, they feel um, 
on, I don't, I don't know what the word is. I'm looking for it. Honored came to mind to start with, but um, they kind of feel that they owe it to you as a TM. Um, and so, yeah, that loyalty is there. And as a TM, I had no problems telling a dealer if they started buying something else or they talked about taking on a second line, I let them know nobody's going to take care of you the way that I take care of you. And this great training that we continue to bring in to help you with your business. If you go buy something else, are you still going to be able to get all of all of that kind of training and the support that um, my distributorship and myself bring to you after that training? I think back to 2008, 9, and 10 when the economy was going backwards and I was growing my territory a million dollars a year each of those years. I attribute that to my dealers getting into training. Um, the, um, owning the sales process was the big class at that point in time. And, you know, sales, we always say fix the sales side first. And so because I had dealers coming to, to owning the sales process several years in a row, they started getting a handle on how do I manage leads better? How do I optimize every day with sales? And how do I start getting dedicated salespeople on board and relieving that owner of responsibilities? But it all, it all went back to training. If we hadn't have brought in great training to help them be better contractors and start bringing on the right people to help do things in that business, then I wouldn't have grown my territory like I did in a down economy. And the dealers, you know, they, they would have struggled as well because many dealers went out of business in that time frame because all all consumers were doing was uh, repairing systems not changing out systems and since service departments for the for the majority lose all the money that install makes if they don't have installations going on to cover all the overhead losses and profitability losses from service then they're going to be in trouble so coming back to training getting them all through um, great training to prepare them. We didn't even know we were we were preparing them for a bad economy, but I had dealers survive because of training and they were positioned, their businesses were positioned to win in that down economy. Yeah, and then through that, you won as a territory manager and your distributor won. And so it was kind of this this triple win thing, which is, that's a fun way to do business when everybody's moving forward together. Yes. Um, and, I, you know, I just to underline one of the things you said, you know, it was all built on the foundation of a great relationship. And so we can't forget that is that's that's where you started. And, and that's ground zero um, in this whole deal is to have a great relationship with your dealer customers and then start applying some of the tools and, and the value adds that you bring as an individual and that your distribution company brings. Um, and really set yourself apart and then start uh, building that loyalty, you know, then, then you can create that loyalty um, and training can play a role in that. So let, let's talk a little bit more now, uh, get a little deeper into training uh, and how, you know, we've talked about it, how it can be this tool for growth, how you used it in your career to move things forward, even in down economies uh, and, and build as a tool to build relationships with your dealers if you're a distributor, you know, and say, okay, I'm ready. I, I'm interested in this, this training thing. Now uh, I'm ready to start this journey. You know, does that mean you got to do 10 classes a year or what, what's the right amount of training? Is there a right amount? 
I do think there is a right amount of training. I remember back to the first year that we brought uh, BDR training into our dealers and we hosted four classes that year. So quarterly. And um, it was it was great, but it was a bit overwhelming because we get as a territory manager in class with my dealers. So I've got, you know, 10 just say I've got 10 dealers in the class at that point in time. And I've got 10 dealers that want to implement different things. So it makes for a great intentional sales call. But it it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And then three months later, you barely have things implemented. And we're going to another class learning new things. And this was happening every three months. And it just got to be a little bit overwhelming for the dealers and for myself as a TM. And so we started backing off a little bit um, on how many classes we were hosting a year. Depending on um, the length of the class, you know, that could have an impact. If we have a two-day class, so you think about all the things, even if it's about service, there's so many things to talk about in a two-day class on service. So there's a lot of things to implement. And um, that, for depending on the size of the dealer, that one class, that could be a year's worth of um, intentional sales calls and implementation for that dealer. A larger company that has it's departmentalized or maybe has some managers in place and it's more than just the owner working on implementation, they can get to a few more classes a year. And they may have different team members that they send and the owner doesn't even go. And then you think about, you know, a one day class, fewer topics in that class, fewer things to implement all the way down to like our power up series that are three to four hour events that's very targeted, you know, a, a dealer could go to four or five of those a year and that wouldn't be too much, but four or five two-day classes could be overwhelming. And I know it's overwhelming, I lived it. So um, the, there is no real answer to that, Matt. Um, <laughs> I would say the answer is you have to kind of look at your dealers and the different classes that are available and then strategically start building a plan um, based on, you know, if you're going to do um, some some short three-hour online things, you could do several. If you're going to do two-day classes, I would limit that to just a couple so that dealers have time to implement and uh, make changes before they get to the next class. Okay, yeah. Right. So I, I think you're right that there's uh... – there's not a single right answer, you know, depending on your situation. Um, there's some things to take into consideration. Uh, one thing you did not mention that I wanted to ask about, um, you know, if we're, if I'm a distributor on, on the start of this kind of a training journey, uh, is there a role for kind of surveying um, my dealers, whether formally about what they want or, maybe informally of just kind of assessing their needs uh, and and then building a training program around that? Yeah, there's a lot of ways to go about that. Some distributors work off of needs analysis with their dealers just to, you know, find out where they're struggling, where they need help with, what kind of things they, uh, they need training on. Sometimes it's just a direct conversation. I always like to ask my dealers, where do you see yourself in five years? And what are you doing today to get there? And so 
once I know where they want to go, I can start helping them uncover some of the, th the needs that they're going to have to get there in the next five years, which I can tie back to different training classes. Um, yeah, they could do like surveys to find out what kind of training dealers need. If the territory managers have a great relationship with these dealers and they, they know what struggles are going on within that dealer's business, if they're an integral part of it, of their loyal dealers, they know what they're struggling with. So TMs can have great input on what the dealers need. And when, when, uh, when I say that, it also leads to the fact that TMs need to be in training classes with their dealers and um, with them during the dealer classes and probably need some training long in advance of even taking training out to the dealers because TMs need to understand what their role is in getting dealers to class, how to help them during class, how to help them after class, building the why for the, the, the TM, what's in it for them to get distributor or dealers into class. And then even some of the concepts that we teach and understanding dealers' businesses, you know, that's training that TMs need to get before getting dealers into class as well. So they can start identifying what walls are they at? What struggles are they having um, at this level? And how do I have direct candid conversations with these dealers to uncover what their needs are? Yeah, I think that's it's so important and easily forgotten that, you know, every salesperson needs to be confident in in whatever they're going to be communicating, whether it's a product or whether it's training, you know, I'll just, BDR, we just went through this where we're, we're having a little learning experience where we went to a trade show recently and we've, we have some newer uh, sales team members that are on our coaching side of the business. Um, and so they were, they were there at the, uh, the trade show with us and we had produced a bunch of literature and, and handouts and different things. And when we got to the end of the trade show, we were like, all the, all these handouts are still here on the table. And and what we finally figured out, we looked at ourselves a little more critically than we did at the trade show. And we we're like, well, we never really talked to these new sales team members about what these, how to use these pieces of literature, what they represented, you know, uh, or any of that. And so it's no wonder they didn't talk about it. And I think it's easy for a distributor to get it, to take it back to our discussion, to get excited about training and be like, yeah, let's book training. I, I'm I'm in on this candy. What you're telling me is is I'm I'm into it. And we don't take that really the next step of educating our internal sales team about what we're doing, so they're they're on board going forward. Yep. And I take that back to they look at training as just something else they've got to sell, something else they've got to get a commitment from. And so if they don't understand what the training is going to do for them, they may or may not speak to it. And um, you know, I think about all the different TM training that we do and the TM classes that we have available. And I wish when I was in distribution, I had TM classes to help me better understand the dealers and how I could better help them. I had to learn it from the dealer's point of view and then extrapolate how I could um, twist that, I guess you could say, and help that dealer with implementation. Um but the, the direct message of that the TMs get out of our TM training is so much different than just attending the dealer class. And I think it helps build um, the confidence that you just mentioned. You know, you've got to be confident whether you're selling a product or training, 
but it helps yeah build that confidence and and uh, have those conversations with dealers to ensure that they're going to get into the classes. Yeah, and so so you mentioned um, that BDR has training specifically made for territory managers and and distribution sales teams. You know where we uh, help them learn about dealers, help them uh, develop their sales approach and relationship building approach. We also do some other things um, to support, you know, when when somebody books a training class, what what happens there um, after that? How does BDR support them in educating their team and, and uh, moving forward with the class? Yeah, so to, to assist distributors in getting uh, class attendance outside of uh, TM training, I I love to do webinars with the sales team. Just a quick 30-minute overview of what the class is about so that they have speaking points. We provide them with a PDF of the 20 to 30 slides that I go over so that they can utilize that PDF to go out and talk to dealers, show them um, what's going to be in the class. And I also like to, when I'm doing those webinars, I like to show the distributor what's in it for the dealer to get to class, but also what's in it for the distributor to get the dealer to class? What's their return on investment by hosting the class? And I know sometimes distributors are like, well, if I don't have, you know, 30 people in a classroom, um, I may not break even on the class. Well, we forget to look at the return on investment. We could have five to 10 people in a class. And if we get two of those, those uh, dealers implementing and driving sales and purchasing more from the distributor, they have more than paid for that class. Um, so I, that's why I like to show them during those webinars what's in it for them as well at distribution. And beyond that, um, you know, we've got all the marketing flyers built, um, class overviews to help them understand what class content is going to be about. I even volunteer myself if a, a dealer's on the fence and the TM and the dealer want to call me together to talk about the training class and what's in it why the dealer should be there. I am open to those kind of calls as well. So yeah, anything we can do to support the distributor and in getting enrollment and understanding the content so that their TMs are successful with registrations, I am all in on making that happen. Wonderful. Um, is there a natural starting point? You know, if, if uh, I'm a distributor that hasn't really done business training uh, with my dealer base, is there a, a natural point to start with? I think a vision is, is uh, we got to have a vision. What are they trying to accomplish? And what do they want uh, to get out of the training? Once they've built that vision and um, understand what it can do for their distributorship and sales, I think we've got to get uh, TMs trained and on board. Yep, the TMs can sit in a dealer class, but I the dealers that host TM training before they move into the dealer training have so much more success getting dealers into a class. So in my mind, that's that's the natural starting point, territory manager training. From there, um, we have to assess what the dealer's needs are. I like, a, I like a distributor to start with our pillars of HVAC class because it gets dealers re-excited, re-energized about all the possibilities with their business, you know, a, a broad view of all the things that they can do in their business. And then from there, start diving deep into um, different subjects and different content 
specific to dealer sizes, specific to dealer struggles. You know, we've built some training pathways to help dealers and distributors uh, plan their training. So do we want to go down <clears throat> the service path? Do we want to go down a sales path? Do we want to look at some core classes that will help dealers overall? We've got so many HR different types of training and leadership training. So yeah, we can we can build journeys based on different paths. Um, but I think starting point, get the distributors team to understand dealer struggles and go through some TM training and then the pillars class. And then from there, start to customize based on each distributor's needs and the dealer's needs. Yeah, well, that's a great overview there. I want to circle back to the vision a little bit. Um, you know, just to, in, in my experience working with distributors, uh, some distributors, they have different visions. It's not always the same. You know, some are are looking to impact a very certain swath of their of their dealer base, you know, that from one to three million, you know, we're going to target these types of dealers and that's going to be the vision for our training program we're going to build. Others are looking to have a, a broader impact as if we want to have something that our entire dealer base can can get involved in and we can start moving that needle to get us up to 60% moving forward. Um, so I, so I, I want to just get into that point a little bit more about that that vision and, and how important that is. Uh, anything you would add there regarding the vision? Well, if, if their vision is to take care of dealers that are a certain size, we can customize the training journey based on those dealers and, the, and those sizes. Absolutely. I'm happy to give guidance on that, especially since I've been through so much training with my dealers and understand the impact of um, the different classes. I can help dealers build that journey based on specific dealer sizes. If they want to do a broad offering that um, many dealers can get into, we have so many classes that aren't size specific um, and that that they can get a bunch of their dealers into. So I can help build those paths with those distributors as well. Yeah, if they can clearly communicate their vision to me and what they're trying to accomplish, I can definitely give them direction on uh, curriculum that they should start building. And I, we have found it most successful, Matt. You know, this, this was started with one of our distributor partners before I came to BDR, but many of our partners are, are going down this journey now where they're building three and four year programs and building that vision with the dealers. If you start with us right here with this class and here's the classes that we're gonna host over the next three to four years, put them on an easy payment plan um, to, to uh, pay for those classes, maybe build profit launch into some of those um, training journeys where they can come do their business plan with us. Those, those distributors are hitting home runs because they built that three and four year vision with their, their um, dealers. And it's a one-time sell for their TM. The TM isn't going out and selling individual classes every few months. They're selling that vision and they, they sign them up one dealer. They sign up once for that three to four year plan. And then they're there to support them. So we can help them build those long journeys as well. Yeah, that, that's where I think it gets really exciting, the journey. And I'm glad you brought that up that, um, it's it seems a little counterintuitive, but it it actually can be easier to sell training 
to a journey rather than, as you said, just kind of one off. Here's the next class to do. And I always have looked at it like uh, it's a little bit like if you're uh, a business owner and you're trying to develop career paths for your employees. You know, yeah. if you can if you get some, you get a new technician, you know, somebody that's inexperienced, maybe new to our industry, and you can show them here's your career path. You know, in five years from now, you can be a level five master technician in our business and be making this type of money. Uh, they will get excited about that and want to go on that journey. Same thing with dealers. If we can show them a training journey and talk about some of the benefits and where they can be at the end of this thing, they're going to get excited just like a, a, a new employee to a company. And that's going to boost the retention and the loyalty and, and really get us all our incentives lined up. I think yeah. that's an important role for training too, is that we all want the same thing here and, and we can all move forward together as, as a group to, to have that triple win that we talked about dealer, territory manager, distribution. Yes. I think that's a great way to look at it because I, I never even thought about that. You know, we're building career paths for employees. Let's build uh, profitability paths for our dealers, profitability and growth paths for our dealers. I, I think that's a great uh, way to look at it. I'm going to use that, Matt, as I'm talking to uh, distributors, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, please do. Yeah. Uh Wahoo. I, I did want to, one other thing I want to just touch on, you mentioned profit launch and just so for folks that might not be familiar with profit launch, it's a, a BDR's a business planning workshop for contractors where they come uh, and they actually build their business plan, a five-year strategic plan, which includes uh, sales planning, uh, how much equipment, uh, how many accessories they're going to sell next year through five years. Um, and really build that vision for them of their growth. And, and that's another uh, tool that some distributors are, are, are putting into their training journey um, that, that we've seen work well. Whew, I've got to take a breath here, Candy. We, uh, we kind of got excited there a little bit talking about training journeys uh, as we do. Um, but I think we've really, uh, covered a lot of ground here on our topic, uh, using training to enhance dealer growth and loyalty. Uh, do you have final thoughts for our listeners on this topic? Yeah, I do. I think that um, sometimes we blame uh, dealers for holding their growth back because they're not delegating, they're not adding the right people, they're not doing the things that they need to do to grow their business. And I think sometimes the same thing happens in distribution. We see that, um, oh my gosh, I've got to make this big of an investment in a training class. And what if I don't get very many people there? Well, it's the same thing. What if we uh, don't train somebody and they stay versus we train somebody and they leave? So we just, we just, we have to get started somewhere. If, if they want to grow their distribution business, it's all dependent on the success of their dealers. And so let's build successful dealers. Let's build loyalty. Let's build trust. Um, let's build a vision with these dealers of where they can be in five years, but we just have to, we just have to start somewhere. And um, so, yeah, I, I just welcome people to get started and uh, call me. I'm happy to help them get started building that vision, building the plan and uh, putting things together. All right. If someone's listening and they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? There's de definitely many ways to get in contact with me. Um, 
probably the the two of the easiest would be email so that because I travel quite a bit but if you email me I will always uh, respond usually uh, within eight hours or less so my email is candy Cunningham at bdrco.com they're also welcome to call me uh, my office phone rings to my cell phone they can track me down just about anywhere my direct line is uh, 206-249-0607 and I am in central time zone so keep that in mind if you try to call me and then something else that I like Matt on our website our, our uh, bdrco.com People can go to our website, do a little bit of research on us, and they can actually schedule an appointment on my calendar on the BDR website. And so that's another way to um, get in touch with me and set up some time that works for them, where we can spend some time talking about all the training classes that we offer, where to start on that journey, what their investment would be to get classes started, and uh, how we can help them grow their distribution business by helping their dealers grow as well. Well, wonderful. Lots of ways to get in contact with you. Um, and this has been a great conversation. So thank you so much for uh, being part of it. Thanks for inviting me. And uh, just a quick review on if you're thinking about uh, building out a training journey, start with the vision, look at your territory manager, sales team training, uh, and then focus on the, the dealer training that you want to provide. Uh, and Candy can help you uh, build out that journey uh, if you're ready to do that. So uh, for our listeners, uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next time.